What up, y'all? I'm back. Sorry for the wait. I have been busy, 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 but doing God things and doing good things. Um, I want to say it's been like a week since I've really been focused on getting this podcast up. So again, sorry for the wait. This week is supposed to be something different, but I have to go ahead and touch on 31 Savage. On the 27th of April, I turned 31, and it was really, really nice. I stepped out of my comfort zone. I had a a full face of makeup. I was, like, really dainty. I had a dress on, but at the same time, I still had my tennis shoes because that's who I am. And I almost wore a hoodie, but I didn't. (laughs) I was, like, super close to wearing a hoodie dress just to, you know, be my authentic self. But... I had a dinner party, my best friend threw me one, my life group came, and I really had my sisters in Christ there with me, and my babies, Carter wasn't there, but he was definitely there in spirit, because I kept thinking about my little baby and making sure that he had a snack bag, and my best friend did the same, she made sure he had stuff, but it was an awesome time, but one of the, um, I said all that to say, one of the things that really, really stood out for me during that time was really i'm living this thing i'm walking this thing out this whole 31 savage this save savage this is who i am and it's so free the bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed so i'm free to be myself i'm free to say bro when i'm talking to people about david and i'm talking to people about the characters in the bible i was with somebody yesterday and the young man He was just telling me about his life and how he was privileged and how he was going through a situation and he never really had a struggle like that and his dad was trying to teach him a lesson so that's why he was going through it and he wanted his dad to know that he was going to suffer it out and you know like just I guess get the lesson and I was telling him I was like well you know about the prodigal son he was like yeah 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 but no no I don't so I was telling him I'm like yeah it was this young cat he knew his daddy had money. He was comfortable. And one day he went to his dad like, hey, fam, bust that inheritance down. I'm going to need my parts. Get bro his parts and I'm out of here. I'm tired of following the rules. I'm a grown. I can make it on my own. So his dad honored his request. He gave him his portion of the money and dude hit it. Him and his homies, they was partying. They was getting chicks. Just doing everything. And slowly but surely, his money started being funny. His friends started leaving, so he's like, all right, I can't go back to my dad's house. I'm going to get a job because I can still make it. I'm still going to do what I need to do. And it came to a point where he like, you know what? Even my daddy people get paid um, more, so I'm going to go back home. And by the time he got home, his daddy like, hey, that's that's my son. And the other his brother, all salty face, like, yeah, that's him. And before you knew it, the dad was taking off to go hug the son. Like, I thought you was dead and you back. And I had to tell him in that moment, I'm like, this man wasn't trying to teach his son a lesson. He was happy that his son came home. So sometimes we got to swallow our pride and not think that we know everything and not think that everybody is trying to teach us um, different lessons and stuff because that's just really not the case. Sometimes we just have to understand about God's overwhelming love for us. And I know y'all hear this song in the background. I heard it today during worship, but it was like, it's called reckless love. And it really talks about how God will search us out. It ain't no shadow that he won't um, lighten up 
mountain he won't climb up coming after us. And there's no wall he won't kick down. A lot he won't tear down to to come after us. So I said all of that to say to be encouraged. The place that you're in right now, you might be going through the trenches, getting it out the mud. But God loves you and he's fighting for you. He's fighting for you through danger seen and unseen. So it may not feel like it right now. But man, like you still got the green light to be established for God. Violently pray at stronghold down. Bring every thought into the captivity and obedience of Christ. Search him desperately. The word says as a deer panted, panted for water, my soul thirsts and hungers for you, God. It says I'd rather be um, a doorkeeper in the house of God than to be out with the company of wealthy people. So it's so important that we have that revelation that God's presence is the best thing that we can have and the best thing that we can be around because he's so amazing, dude. And he reckless for us. Listen, the enemy has no power. He has no power. He has no authority. Jesus came. He took the keys of sin and death. So like that's it. And he gave it to us. The enemy used to be an angel in heaven. His, um, his job was to worship. This man or this beast, this guy, this, I'm going to just say guy for the sake of this is who I am. But fam, he really thought that he was going to be God. Like, hey, man, I can start my own heaven. Like, I don't need to worship dog. I am God. Oh, okay, fam. So God, like, I do you one better. How about I cast you down and your little homies who was riding with you, the third of the angels from heaven. And I got something for you. I'm going to create somebody little lower than my angels to worship me in spirit and truth and i'm gonna let you think that you can run something because i have all power and all authority but watch what i do i'm a i'm a get back what you think you finna take so he like god is just so amazing what i see it as as a loving father like allowing us to be a part of shaming the devil like because dog thought he was some god like even the rocks will cry out he de- he definitely doesn't need us but how awesome is it that he saw fit to love us because he knew from the beginning of the time what everybody was going to do, what was going to happen, all this war, all this death, all this pe- pestilence. God already knew and he, he still won. So the battle is already won. Our, our spirits are already seated at the right hand of the father. We're just working this thing out here in order to make more disciples. So I said all that to say to somebody to just encourage them. Your life might not be going as planned. It might not be the way that you think it's supposed to be. You might be in a stronghold or a situation that's going on that you like, God, this has a hold of me. I don't understand. I can't get free. I can't shake it. God, why am I still struggling with this? And God is saying, I'm fighting for you. You won't have to do it alone. I'm there. I'm in the midst of it. The things that are unseen. I got angels that take charge over your life. And they waiting to be tagged in. Make your request known to me. Many are my thoughts concerning you. My thoughts concerning you outweigh the grains of sand on the sea. I know every number of hair on your head. I numbered them one by one. I knew you before your mama knew you, before she even knew she was going to be pregnant with you. I formed you and I had a purpose and a plan for your life. 
And I'm going to complete it. So just know you're a mighty warrior for the kingdom of God. And that nor life, nor death, nor principality will be able to separate you from the love of Christ. And you're able to boldly come and make your request known to God because he loves and he cares for you. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. And it's not because of your righteousness. It's because of Christ's righteousness. He sees the blood when he sees us. He doesn't see our imperfections. He doesn't see our infirmities. He doesn't see our sicknesses. He doesn't see our diseases. He sees us as a joint heir in the kingdom of God because he came down and he died for us because he knew we couldn't do it if we could do it we wouldn't need a savior we would not we would just be out here we'd be real life gods nah that's not what he's saying he's saying look I know you couldn't do it on your own so I'm gonna come down and I got you and I'm gonna make a spectacle out of the enemy the word says I beheld Satan fall like a, a messenger of light um so, like, the enemy is just really saucy face. So, he tries to convince us that we're nothing or that our current situation is where we're going to be or that we're not good enough for God or we're not good enough to go to the house of God or we're not good enough to tell people about God because we still do this or we still do that. God is like, nah, in the midst of what you're doing, I can still use you. The gifts of God are given without reproach. Wisdom is given without reproach and if you seek him with your whole heart you will find him jeremiah 3 and 33 says call on me and i'll show you great and mighty things which you have not seen so god is fighting for us his love for us endures forever god is so amazing he a beast fam like a whole beast the enemy couldn't do nothing with him if he wanted to in uh the book of job God questioned the devil, like, hey, where was you at? And he like, oh, roaming. And God like, did you consider my servant Job? God already knew what the enemy was on. He already knew what it was going to be. And look, he had a plan for Job's life. Even though Job went through all of that stuff, God blessed his latter end greater than the first end. So he knew. He like, Job, he didn't even answer Job's question when Job was like, hey, like, why am I going through this? God went right to like, where were you when I formed the foundations of the earth? But then God was gracious because he understands that we're human and he knows that we got thoughts. He knows that we got questions. He was like, like, nevertheless, I'm still going to reward you. I'm going to bless you for your diligence. God didn't forget. And then y'all got to go read Job because I'm giving y'all like the super quick version run throughs. I'm missing little parts of it but if you go back and you'll read Job you'll see that Job went through series of tests he lost his family he lost his fortune he had boils his him and his friends sat for seven days before they even talked to him and they were basically like Job just say you sin fam you did something Job like nah fam I've been in right standing with God so I don't know what's going on here he could come down here and tell me because I uh, I asked him like what up why you can't tell me <laughs> and God is like he waited. He waited. Like, is you done, Joe? Is you done? And then he was able to answer Job without answering him. Job, like, I'm sorry. When he heard God speak, he's like, Lord, I'm sorry. Like, I, sh I spoke too soon. I should have been saying that stuff. Forgive me. God, like, it's good. It's light. It's light. No pressure. I'm not even worried about it. I got you, and I'm going to bless you. Take this for your troubles. Cause I'm not petty. So I said all that to say like God is a beast and he wants us. He created us in his image and his likeliness. And that's what he wants us to be for the kingdom. I went out evangelizing yesterday and I took my kids with me and listen, 
I knew that God was going to do something mighty in my children. I knew he was because I just felt the presence of God when we were in the car. And I'm like, let me pray. This is an opportunity for y'all to to actually witness to people because that's what he called us to do. So I'm like, God, I, I just ask that y'all fire come on to my kids and that they'll be able to pray for these young people and that their light will be shined and people will ask them what must they do to be saved. And my daughter, she has the heart of an intercessor. She got that fire for real. Like Holy Ghost fire for real, for real. So they watched me for a little bit and my daughter, she just had a desire to... After she sent me witness to the first person and they got saved, she was like, what's that prayer? Because it was a complete stranger and they couldn't believe that somebody who was just going in the store would just accept Christ like that. So she like, what's the prayer? So I'm like, it, it really ain't no, you know, no set prayer. You say what's on your heart and you ask God to give you the words. But the basics is if you know, if you believe that Jesus dies on the cross for your sin. So if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, you'll be saved. So I'm like, Lord Jesus. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And I invite you to be Lord in my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit now and forever. In Jesus name. Amen. And she wrote it down. And when I tell you she got two souls. Like. Like that. Like it was quick. And she was so happy. She was like. Ma. I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to talk to them. And at first I was kind of scared. But then I was like. No. I'm a B.O.B.D. And I'm going to talk to them. And it felt good. So. Like, being a safe savage ain't no joke. Like, we was on Titonia and Capitol with Radicals for Christ out here, like, real life pushing the message. And we had a, um, we had no pushback on that corner. But, like, down the street, it was a car accident. Down the other street, somebody had shot something. So, you know, that the spirit world was going crazy. Like, the angels in heaven was going ham for us on earth to make sure that God's will be done. But just imagine if we were scared and timid and saying, like, just imagine if I was like, well, women aren't supposed to be spreading the gospel or something like that. Like, oh, I need to be at the house. Nah, God called me hood. He called me saved. He called me a beast. He called me savage. He called me his child. And I do the work of my father. And so do my kids. We about his business. So my my six-year-old, well, he about to be six, June 16th. And he was praying for the kids. And he just stepped out and was like, Lord Jesus, bless those who haven't been blessed. And, you know, he on fire for God. He just praying for them. And I'm like, okay, Kennedy, you sealed the prayer. And she did. And... The boys, they was looking like, wow, like my babies are example for examples for this younger generation. And that's all I wanted. And in that moment, I realized once I got in the car, I was like, dang, this is really what I love to do. This is really I didn't think about no titles. I didn't think about who was with me. I didn't think about nothing. All I thought about was like letting people know that God loves them and that he cares for them. No matter what, it was some people out there who had some mental health issues. And I told the man, I said, I'm probably going to see you in 10 years. And you're going to be like, I never forgot what you said to me. And it changed my life. Somebody, he had um, cancer and I prayed. And I'm like, I gave him my number so he can call me when he goes to the doctor. Because I believe God is going to heal him. Because I just got that type of faith. I know I'm trying to be like Samuel or none of his words fell to the ground that I have so much relationship with God that I'm so in tune with him that none of my words fall to the ground because I hear from him. And I know his desire is to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted because that's what his word says. And I know that he said I'm supposed to set the captives free because that's what his word says. And I know I'm supposed to proclaim to the nations that Jesus is Lord. 
and preach the good news because that's what I'm supposed to do. He said I'll be able to heal the sick and raise the dead. He said greater things than these will I see than that was in the Bible. And there was a boy in the in the um the New Testament who fell out the window. He was asleep at church doing the most out the upper window and he fell. And the adults when they came to find him, I think it was Paul, he prayed for him and he got up. But like just if they can do that in the Bible, and it's people um who had new miracles in like in real in our time, in real time too. The Azusa Street Revival had um people being healed from like bedridden diseases and stuff like that. So I'm like, God, if those things can happen, I'm definitely trying to see greater things. I know for a fact that this is what I want for the presence of God to be in my life and to be real for real. Cause I can't think of no greater place to be than the presence of the Lord. Um, so yeah, I feel like that was a lot, but at the same time, that was the heart of what 31 Savage is. I'm 31 years old. I'm definitely living out Proverbs 31. I, I'm believing that I'm going to be um, married, you know, by 2019. Plan a wedding by 2019. And y'all going to be like, oh, look. Yes, God came through for her. And I've um, I've done some things because I'm believing God, so I've sowed some seeds. So not only do I faithfully pay my tithes, this is just a bonus for you. Uh, just so y'all can get alignment and, and test God and put God to test. It says that's the only thing you can test him with, them tithes. If I give God my 10%, he is going to um, give it back to me. That's what his word says. He will. And he has been. So I've been paying my tithes. I give to my um, my church, Parkland Assembly of God, because I believe that that's where my blessings come from. Because I'm under leadership and I stay under that covering. So I know that for all the classes and stuff like that that we have, we have to give back. Because, listen, when I was in need, they had my back. So just sewing. There's a law of sowing and reaping. And if you can catch hold to that, then God will do wonderful things in your life because of it. So I'm like, okay, God, I've been fasting. I've been praying. Lord, I've been celibate for three years yesterday, May 5th. Three years of celibacy because I believed that God was going to give me a a husband. I said, okay, God, well, I don't want to do it my way anymore. And I was in a season where I had just came out of a breakup. I thought that that man was it. And I just thought that we were supposed to be so in love and we were just going to be together. I had prayed. And I really knew that God had said no, but then I'm like, okay, well, maybe God will change his mind. And he like, do what I tell you to do. You know, like here, like the woman with the issue of blood, God was going a different way and he turned around and he said, who touched me? So he, he'll stop because of a, um, because of a request, but God had already knew that that was going to happen. And God had already knew my heart. So it turned out like, I want to say two years after that, I'm like, God, I don't even want that to be my husband no more. And he like, this is why I told you no. I knew you weren't going to want him as a husband. That's why I was saying no to you because me and God have real conversations. That's the homie. He talked to me. I talked to him and we just have a really good relationship. So, so yeah, fast forward. I started a bay box and I write my husband letters every time I want to get in a relationship or anytime I want to do something or anything. I just... Um, make the commitment to write to him and let him know what's going on in my life so he knows like all my business I didn't wrote letters that say um, openness if you want to know everything about me openness if you want to know the worst thing I ever done openness um 
on our first anniversary, open this on your birthday, open this at Christmas. These are things that I picked up because I thought about you. I wrote him letters just to say that I was thinking about him. He got so many cards in there that's just random. And I believe that God is going to bring my husband that is going to appreciate this weight because I thought about him and I, I could have been doing other stuff. I could have been um, dating and having sex and doing a whole bunch of stuff. But I was like, God, if it's not my husband, block it. Or if you, you have me, I'm learning how God will place people in your life and you're supposed to just minister to them. You're not supposed to be with them. So now God is sharpening my discernment for that. So it's like, oh, okay, I see that I'm supposed to pour in it to this person, but I'm not supposed to take that as mine. There's a scripture in the Old Testament where uh, Joshua, he was going to fight and God was giving him victory over all the armies. But one time they lost and it was because somebody had took something out that God told them to leave. And then they had to just do what they needed to do with them people and separate them from their camp. And then they start winning again. And God showed them like how to put stones on the um, river to mark the place of where God like had restored what was going on. Read your Bible, y'all. It's really, really tight. It's good stuff in there. It's drama in there. It's baby mama, baby daddy drama. It's cousins uh, beefing with cousins, brothers beefing with brothers. Um, Kings doing the absolute most. It's cracking. And I like stuff like that. My favorite movie was I'm About It and uh, Takers. So, yeah, that's like the equivalent to the Bible to me. I like real hood stuff. So, the Bible is straight gutter. Check it out. If you want to read something, start in Romans and then go into the Old Testament. But just know that um, we're redeemed from the curse of the law. When Jesus came and he died for us, um, he came to uphold the law, but just through grace. So we know that we can just confess our faults to one another and we'll be healed. So he's not holding us to the you have to sacrifice this. You have to sacrifice this. All he wants is us um, having a life that. Is dedicated to learning about him and loving him. And with that relationship, the Holy Spirit is stripped stuff from you. Because if you could do it on your own, you would already have done it. So, yeah. um, I'm still what Proverbs 31 is, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm a whole business owner. I do fine linen. I do tapestry. I do um, take care of my house. And that was one thing that I was saying. Um, transparent moment. Um making sure my house is together together all the time because proverbs 31 woman she was cold like her house was it don't seem like her house was never dirty she always was doing work she went to sleep late she got up early her kids were straight her maid servants were straight her man was straight she wasn't scared of the snow i used to hate the snow and so i really really caught hold of that scripture i'm like dang she don't fear the snow she cold like she cold out here so like I model my life after what I aspire to be when I aspire to be more like Christ. And he gave me a blueprint of how I can do that and be me. So definitely by delivering the message in a way that's relatable to the youth, because that's what I work with and to um, women as well. And anybody, anybody who willing to listen, I'm willing to talk to them about God the way I do it, the authentic way. And I believe that it changes things for people. I pray with people. I pray with somebody who was, he said he was a pimp. And by the time I got finished talking to him, he was crying. He like, you're doing something to me. You're doing something inside of my heart. I don't know what it is. I said, that's not me. That's the Holy Spirit moving through me. And he was saved. He used to be something else. Um, 
I don't know what it's called, but it was another religion. It was similar to, similar to Christianity, but it wasn't really that. So um, God really just worked through me to work in him because that was his time for salvation. So there is many stories I can give y'all. I had one boy walk in the park one day and he was mad and you could tell he had just like he was filled with rage and anger and I'm like what's wrong and he was like um maybe I just want to I couldn't I can't remember what he said but like basically what if I just killed everybody and I'm like well you don't want to do that what's going on you know there's not a coincidence it was just me and him in there and I'm like it's not a coincidence that you just walked in this park (laughs) and ain't nobody here because I was supposed to have kids there I was teaching and I sat down with him. We talked. We prayed. And he accepted Christ. And he was like, thank you. And I ended up seeing somebody who went. He was a part of a church. But I guess he never really understood the grace of God like that. So after we talked and we prayed, he accepted Christ. And I saw somebody like a couple of days after that. And it was like, yeah, I know him. He cool. But he had been going through something. So God will send you to encourage people. But had I have not been who I am, I'm not scared of stuff like that. Like, I used to be the type who used to fight and used to wouldn't care and want to shoot you and low-key try and I'm not even going to go there because that's not who I am anymore. But that's who I used to be. So I got a heart for them because I know what that's like to be mad and be like, forget everybody. And I shut it all down and won't care and think nothing about it because that's, you know, sometimes when you have been through so much, that's what happens. So... The love of God, it just reaches out to deep. It just reaches out to people. There is no far place that God can't bring you back from. And he loves and he adores you. Even now, even if you don't believe in Christ, he still died for you. And he's just waiting on you to accept his free gifts. And God is such a gentleman. He's so patient with us that he'll pursue us. His love pursues us. Grace and mercy follows us the days of our all the days of our life. So God will spend an eternity trying to love us and trying to get us to accept his gift of salvation because he's just that good, you know? Um, So, yay, he's amazing. This has been 31 Savage. I've just shared with y'all my heart of what I believe my ministry is in a nutshell. And I encourage you guys this week to really just ask God to expose himself to you, his true nature, and ask God to reveal your gifts to you and just step out in them today even today um and just one thing and then i want to hear from you there's a way that you can message me on on here um after you listen to the podcast you can also hit me up on facebook benetria mcgowan you can hit me up on instagram my instagram is benetria b-e-n-e-t-r-i-a you can hit me up at savesavage.wordpress.com um yeah dm me hit me up let me know what y'all think about this let me know about what y'all want to hear about and i look forward to talking with y'all interact with me if you want to come on and share your testimony if you got questions you want to you got a scripture in the um, bible that you want to break down all of that um also um i have to say this so i was talking about uh mentor relationships after i said that i feel like god just heard my heart I have a prophetic mentor. His name is John Delane Coleman. And he um, had just started inviting. He always invited me to like listen to his his um, lives and stuff like that. But he has really just been um, 
pouring into me lately like he he bought a book for me and he's gonna send it to me and he like prophesied over my life and just some things that I thought God had forgotten about he sent him to tell me like he hadn't forgot about me and then my bishop that's my spiritual father y'all I'm getting kind of like moved because I feel like God is really hearing the heart of our generation and if we can just just like really just catch hold of telling God you can cry out to God and he will answer you because he loves you and he wants to answer your prayers and no good thing will he withhold from you so my bishop today when he was uh praying out he said Lord I pray for all of the younger generation who feels like they are um not understood and not appreciated Lord let them know that we appreciate them and like he just was praying like the heart of the millennial generation because we love God too we we want to seek him too and we've been getting it out the mud we've been doing it on our own we've been seeking him on our own because it's like everybody been looking at us sideways like oh y'all the microwave generation y'all know how to do this y'all know how to do that y'all don't know how to sit still listen my quiet time is probably more valid than well I won't go there but sometimes that's how we can feel like if you only knew The conversation that me and my heavenly father had, you would never question who I was here. And thank God that God knows who I am and he's told me who I am and he's even revealing greater things as to who I am now. So I'm just grateful that um, God is real. And then I had another lady at my church. She came up to me and she said, I want to do dinner with you and some other small, small business owners that's in your generation because I know what it's like so when you tell God what you need and what you want and what you desire God he he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him so I guarantee that he'll answer questions and if you have praise reports like that I want to know about it I want to hear about it because we are in a generation now who wants to see the miraculous and I believe that God is going to do it so when I hear about that man cancer being um that report that the cancer is gone I'm gonna let y'all know about it so y'all can hear it but there's been so many wonderful, wonderful testimonies about what God was doing. I was on the live call with uh, Prophet Coleman and he was praying over hypertension and diabetes and people were checking their uh, levels and their levels was going down. There was another time where he prophesied about um, the wind coming to North Carolina and they like, as soon as you said that the wind speeded up and if you don't have that type of faith, well, I got that type of faith. So that ignited something in me like, God, you're going to do it for them. I know you're going to do it for me because I know I'm your favorite. I don't care what nobody said. So like just those testimonies and those signs, wonders and miracles following the word of God. Those are things that I look out for. And I would encourage you guys to start looking out for it too, because you're going to be excited when you see it. You are, you definitely are. Well, like I said, like 10 minutes ago, I'm going to get off of here, but I am so sorry for the wait. I hope this this has been a blessing for you. Check out Matthew 11 and 12. Check out Proverbs 31. I am going to be on here next week. Um, Maybe I'll do them on Sundays just to keep it how it's supposed to go. Check out my blog, though. It's um saved savage s-a-v-e-d s-a-v-a-g-e dot wordpress dot com check that out because i mean it talks about 31 savage but it's uh it's kind of different so yeah check me out um i appreciate you guys for supporting me if you need any prayer requests or anything like that hit me up benetria on instagram b-e-n-e-t-r-i-a 
um, Benitria McGowan on Facebook. Check out my business page, aspiredinc.me. That's A-S-P-I-R-E-D-I-N-K dot me. I do t-shirts, y'all. I teach kids social emotional intelligence with leadership skills and the, um, through the arts. Um, I also am a life group leader. I am a youth leader at my church. So, yeah. I'm just down for the kingdom and I'm down for um, the culture as well. Bishop talks about um, how not ignoring the things that God created us as he created us as black people. And we are a part of history and we are part of his story. And we can't not uh, mention that. And we can't not act like there's not injustices around. So I'm down for that too. Y'all gonna hear all of that. So yeah, catch this fire, catch up. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.